Good afternoon, Bertaria. Good afternoon, world. Good afternoon, everybody. Good evening. Good morning, wherever you're watching this in our beautiful realm. The wheels are up a little bit early. <clears throat> I just, uh, I'm just sitting here. I, was, I got my stream ready and I figured we might as well go because I have a lot to cover today. I've had a very stressful day. Uh, I hit my stress overload. And it's so funny when you're married a long time, you can just communicate that to your wife. I was, I was like, I've hit my max. Like I, uh, I'll tell the stories in a, in a second, but I was at a point where I just communicated to Amy, like I'm, I I've hit my wall <laughs> and it's mostly goat related. Yeah. Goat related. Yeah. A lot of it's goat related, but just land management related, goat related, just, I hit a wall. I was like, and that's all she wrote for the big bear. Um, and I think Twitter does kind of spaz you out a little. I think I might start pulling back a little on Twitter because I start. I was talking to Amy about these like problems in the world. And she's like, would you even know about any of this if it wasn't for Twitter? And I'm like, no, I wouldn't even know it existed. I think Twitter has pulled me back in a little bit more to politics, which is really bad for my mind. And, uh, so I think I've said what I need to say, and we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about the, uh, the hard truth about the left-right paradigm. I can fly the Twitter bird if needed. Def, have fun with the polls. Yeah, God, you might have to take over the Twitter bird. I think I burned out a little bit. So I, uh, you know, I hit a wall. We'll talk about it. So let's start things off in a very beautiful way. Yeah, God, you take over Twitter. I'm, I'm being exposed to too many problems in the world and I've started to, to, uh, take them on personally and I don't, Twitter will change soon. Who cares? Who gives a fuck? You know, I'm trying to break the, uh, the Trump spell and I'm going to, and I'm going to talk about that in the stream today. What else are we going to talk about? I finally found a show that's genuinely hysterical, hysterical, especially if you understand the intelligence world like the CIA and stuff like that, like actually how it functions, not like how truthers say it functions or movies say it functions, like the actual humor of uh, intelligence agents and analysts. It's, uh, it's fucking hilarious. It's called The Patriot on Amazon. And I'm going to talk about it. There's an old comedian friend of mine that's in it. And I want to talk about that a little bit today as well. Uh, I got to shoot the Genesis firearm the Genesis shotgun, which is amazing. I'm going to show that. Um, yeah. And I have a couple pieces of mail. So in honor of Mother's Day, I we dug up this old video of mine where I did a first day of my life cover. Um, hey, Samoan Poppy. Hey, Black Lady Bear. I was just talking about how I hit my stress level. I think I'm going to pull. I think I'm going to bail on Twitter. I'm going to have Cod run my Twitter. I'm starting to perceive the world as more hostile than it is. And I'm just pretty honest about where I'm at mentally. And uh, I'm starting to think people are like retarded, which is a bad place to be. Uh, and I'm probably starting to get a little cynical, you know. So, yeah, I'm going to have Cod run my Twitter again. So I'm going to go back mostly to Bertari Times app and unauthorized and, uh, and uh, Instagram and Telegram. Telegram and bothers me because uh there's some little indian fuck that always impersonates me and tries to get everybody to get into crypto 
Uh, so I actually was really enjoying Twitter because I don't have that little fucking dot running around being like, hello, have you tried this new coin? It, it's infuriating. All right, so let's kick things off with uh, seven years ago on Mother's Day, I made this video and it's a cover of the Bright Eye song. And since this day, I've had three more children and it really was the day where everything changed for me. Um, how do I explain it? People think that I ate a pop brownie and that's why I left Los Angeles, that that's the ongoing narrative. You know, there's a few narratives that are unbelievably stupid about me. One of them is that all my money comes from crowdfunding a campground that I promised was going to be a utopia. That's all nonsense. Uh, I made no money on it and I never said it was a utopia. It was a, it was an event, uh, place and we're still doing that in the Ozarks and Ursario and the, and the second narrative about me that's just as retarded is that Joey Diaz gave me a star of death on a podcast. I went crazy and left Los Angeles. The, the actual reason is I became a father and it started a little slower you know, when I first had the baby, I didn't quite, no, we left pretty soon after having the baby. We, uh, we had the baby and my life changed. My life started changing when Amy got pregnant. Uh, and then it, it really started changing after we had our son and, and I was no longer self-centered. Uh, I've been self-centered for a very long time. I was self-centered the whole time I was in Hollywood. I was self-centered uh, for most of my life. I mean, don't get me wrong. I always enjoyed people. I, I like, I would focus on other people in a way, but I, it was still, it was the Owen show. It was my life. As soon as I had a, a child, I, I was no longer the focus of my world. It was my, it was to protect and provide for my wife so that she could protect and provide for my son. And when that changed, Hollywood people thought I went crazy. Because uh, Hollywood is based on self-centered nature. And I'm not even talking shit about it. It's like, it is what it is. That's one road to take. I'm not even pretending that I'm better than them. I'm really not. I've, I've really uh, mellowed out over the years. For a while, I felt extremely superior to Hollywood people. And, uh, and a lot of these people, I don't anymore. I don't care. It's like, if, you, if that's your path, if you want to wake up in a dress and roller skate to get a check from some grab or that's your life. And everybody has a right to make a choice. It's fine. You know, it's like, uh, but when, when my focus went from me to my family, we left and went to, uh, Saranac Lake. And, uh, that's when everything really started changing. And then, you know, I, I got into some trouble in Saranac Lake when I taped that special and I refused to follow political correct language. I caused a lot of political problems for my family there, like my brother and his family. And, you know, and so we left there to go to where Amy's family was, because I've always been very family uh, oriented. So it's either my family or Amy's family where we were going to have our extended family. And uh, I got the feeling in Saranac Lake that, uh, you know, I was more of a burden on my brother after a while. And he didn't say that directly, but I could just tell that. I like what I was talking about on stage, what I was doing with my podcast. It, it was like, I, I wasn't, you know, it was, it was almost selfish of me to stay. 
because uh, you know New York State's very liberal. I mean, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of people there that supported me. I mean, I had more people at my show than live in Saranac Lake, <clears throat> so I had tremendous political power, and that really scared people. And uh, they got pretty wacky, and so we left and went to uh, where Amy's family's from. And then COVID hit. I didn't want to raise my family in a place where every single person we knew was wearing a mask. And so we came to North Idaho, and this is where we put down roots. This is where uh, we love. This is where we feel at home. This is where we relate to people. And it's close enough where Amy's family gets to visit us all the time. And me and my brother have a great relationship now. Um, not that we didn't, but I just didn't want to stress out his life. To have someone like me uh, around, like that stirs up... Imagine if I was there during COVID. I never would have worn a mask. I would have actively fucking mocked people doing it. And that was an area where everything shut down. Everyone was scared. Everybody was, uh, you know, doing their thing. And it's not like there's a right or a wrong. Like my brother has an awesome life. And uh, sometimes I'm envious of his life about how he is, has more of a normal life than me. You know, and it's beautiful and he survives things and it's great. But for me to, when I left, uh, we could, our, the tension in our relationship subsided and it was the perfect time for me to leave because if I was there during COVID, I would have, it would have been a fucking nuclear bomb because I wouldn't have backed down and uh, things would have gotten crazy. So this is the video this is a long, uh, sorry, I'm, I, I got very stressed out today. So today's going to be a little bit of a vulnerable day where I just talk from the heart. Happy Monday. You as well, 10 bears. And, uh, and so when I had a child is when I look towards the future. People wonder why I'm so into guns. People wonder why I refuse to do political correct speech. People wonder why I won't just play ball and go with the herd. It's because I'm not functioning for me anymore. I'm functioning for my kids. You know, I'm trying to hold lines for them. And uh, it all changed the day I had my first son. It's really interesting to hear a song that you haven't heard in a long time after your life has changed because the meaning of the song has also changed. Uh, the song, This Is The First Day Of My Life by Bright Eyes, I always thought it was just about a couple, a romance song. And then I had a baby. And now I think it's about the love between a mother and her baby. And it's almost like the baby is singing to his mom or her mom and it's beautiful. And so I'm dedicating this song to my wife, Amy, and my new baby, Walter, my mother, Jean. Um, it was the first day of my life when I saw her and all you moms out there with babies or have had babies, or want babies, or have just seen a baby. This is for you guys. This is called the first day of my life. Thank you. 
first face that I saw. All right, so that's when everything changed for me. It wasn't a pot brownie. It wasn't uh, any of that. It was that. And so when you are no longer self-centered, which isn't bad, it's fine, and you're more centered on the future for your kids, that's when people start calling you crazy because they're like, why won't you just go along with this thing? Why won't you just get, you know, just play ball? Because if I do that, then their life will get worse. Okay? And that's that's what it is. All right. Sorry, I just got a little teary-eyed. What a, what a ride. And uh, this is my family now. Now we have four. There's uh, the little boy in that video is the, the biggest one there. And there's our goats. And yeah, that's we put family first. Me and Amy put family first. And... We left Los Angeles and then we went to my family and then we went to her family and now we're in North Idaho. Here's uh, Jack with his chickens, the, the chicken whisperer. George had a wonderful Mother's Day. That's him underneath a beautiful tree. George has been stressing me out like a little fucking asshole. He now can open the doors in the house. So the house is his. Uh, it, you know, this morning I was so fucking, I was like, I was at my, so I have these three baby goats and I, uh, waited a little long to start bottle feeding them. And so I started this morning 
and so they're like feral. So I had to like, I have to like catch each one of them and force a bottle in them. And their moms are now, I, when I try to milk them, they're acting like they're being raped. And it's like, you know, it was just one of those mornings and then Twitter's a fucking nightmare. So I'm going to have Cod take over for that. I'm no, I just, it's starting to, I had a great talk with Amy about that. It's dampening the way I see the world. I think people are fucking retarded. Um, we're going to go over why I'm not on the Trump train and why no one ever should be and why the most important vote, if you want to vote, if you, if you like voting, if voting gets, gets you going, it's, uh, the voting for your sheriff or your school board. That's the only vote that matters. The entire presidential thing. And I will prove it today with graphs is, uh, is complete horseshit. Here's a picture of me with uh, two goats in the field. Um, I know I may have to super chat myself for that picture, but it's much more innocent than it appears. I was just lying in the field uh, after working really hard with my fam. And then Gracie just like got on me. And then I like tackled her and I was like rubbing her ears. And then Gary came over and was like looking at me and I told him he had a sweet goatee. So that's that. Uh, one of our friends gave us a uh, an 800-pound concrete bear today. Uh, really, it really ties the the yard together. That's uh, we have a guard bear. Then came down and saw George. Yeah, uh, half genius, half. Uh, I remember George opening the door to the yellow cabin when I was sleeping in the loft. Says Cod. I was calling down to see who it was. No reply. George is very smart and very stupid at the same time. So he's like a genius. He can open and close doors. He doesn't, he, he can tell human emotion. Like he knows your intention when you're coming at him, but he's also part boxer. So he's like an idiot. And I love him. I, I take him everywhere now. Everyone loves George. Like everywhere we go, they're like, he's such a beautiful dog. And he's so happy and nice to everybody. But he's like such a dickhead. Okay, moving on. So I wanted to do a little experiment. One of the bears came up with this. I think it was uh, one of the bears out of Maine. I can't remember who it was. But somebody was like, came up with this idea. So I did the, the poll. I said, if aliens came with mind-blowing technology, would you leave with them? And 31.3% said yes. I said, FYI, this is how slavery happened. Aliens with superior technology came on ships and asked people to leave with them. Look how many people are saying yes. That's all it was. You know, a spaceship from extra Terra from other lands. You have, you know, bright blue eyed, big headed guys come with a ship and they show you gunpowder and shit like that. You get on the ship and then... Some idiot, this is why I gotta, I gotta take a break from Twitter. Coddington, it's all you now. Said, aliens don't exist. I said, yes, they do. Look up the meaning of the word. And extraterrestrial means more Terra other lands. And they always double down. They go, well, you're not using it the way most people use it. I'm like, oh, you mean Hollywood? Like your, your spinning ball, nuclear bomb infested, moon landing shit world. I've done my, I've done some good on Twitter recently. I've, I've woken some, some people, I've opened some eyes, I've made, I've gotten some laughs, but holy shit are people stupid. Holy shit. Okay, moving on.
Um, so let's just review some of Donald Trump's old tweets. Because I keep hearing that the entire economy is collapsing because of Mr. Joseph R. And R stands for rape. Joseph R. Bar- Biden, Joseph Rape Biden, and then Donald Jamarcus Trunk. You know, Donald spends money like a guy named Jamarcus and Joseph R. Bar- Biden. Okay. The double down is always, well, you've definitely proven me wrong, but here's my subjective. In it. No, it's, it's nuts, dude. Like somebody today told me that I've been on the farm too long to understand conservative politics. That, that for some reason I have to live in a city and probably do sodomy like old S- Silverstein here. Charles Silverstein, who helped delist homosexuality as mental Ill- illness, died today in 87. The Jewish American therapist, author, and activist was best known for his role in securing the landmark DSM reclassification in 1973 and for his book, The Joy of Gay Sex. (laughs) Look at him. It doesn't look like it brought him very much joy. Classic Silverstein, by the way. Pure chutzpah. But look at his face. (laughs) Like, it doesn't look like gay sex brought him as much joy as he once thought. But anyway, rest in peace, Charles Silverstein. You got the world to do a lot of gay sex. Okay, moving back on. So what was I just talking about? So um, the Trump, was I talking about Trump? He's miserable. We <laughs> have the joy, the joy of sodomy. <laughs> so Steve's just looking at everybody like, I keep shitting my pants. So uh, yeah, I mean, the inversion's pretty bad. So there's going to be a big left-right blame game until the until things really until things really fall off the the wagon, the wheels really fall off the wagon. Uh, So, you know, I was talking to Amy today. I'm like, should I get a lower profile? Should I not live stream as much? Uh, And she's like, are you just saying that because you're on Twitter so much and you think that people are fucking crazy now? I'm like, probably. But they are legitimately acting very, very crazy. You know, like, let's just review Donald Trump because everybody is saying and people, even people I know that are awesome people. Like I hung out out with a guy today who's a legend, like literally one of the coolest guys I know. And the zeitgeist thought is that Joseph R. Biden took a thriving economy and just drove it into the ground. And that's why everything shit. And this guy is a better businessman than me. He's extremely moral. He's a legend, okay? And so if he believes that, and I didn't like argue, like I'm not an, I don't like to argue really, then a lot of people believe that. And if you believe that you're gonna do this ping pong game, and I I have a, I'm cursed and blessed with a very clear memory. And so we're gonna review Donald Trump's stances on the lockdown, on COVID, on inflation, on money printing, on negative interest rates, on quantitative easing. We're going to look at debt graphs, fentanyl death graphs. I am going to show you without any shadow of a doubt that the economy we're currently experiencing, I don't, first off, I'm not blaming Trump. This, we didn't start the fire. It's always been burning since the world's been turning. The, The Federal Reserve was created in 1913 to avoid the boom and bust business cycles. And a lot of us benefit from that. People are not starving in the street. You can pump liquidity when there is an economic downside. Okay. But because of that, you are always going to continuously have a eroding currency. 
Okay. When we got off, when when we got off the uh, gold standard officially with Kissinger in the early '70s, the dollar's been in free fall. But also deflation, inflation. The deflationary cycle is just as scary, if not scarier, than the inflationary cycle. So again, I'm going to preface all of this by saying I'm not blaming Trump. The president is basically the Judas goat for the bank. So we make all these decisions. We, I, I guarantee right now, 99 out of 100 Americans would not go back on the gold standard if they were offered uh, that possibility. If, if it was explained to Americans clearly what their life would be like if they were back on the gold standard, 99.9% would not accept it. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna scapegoat Donald Trump. I'm not gonna scapegoat Joe Biden. This is all about our morality, our financial decisions, the the you know the the empire cycle. I'm gonna I'm trying to be as fair as humanly possible. But to pretend that Joe Biden did this and Donald Trump had nothing to do with it, you know, I'm in a level where Neither one of them matters. You know, they are figureheads, so they matter in a sense where, uh, you know, little kids look up to them, like their behavior, you know, like that's an acceptable way for a man to act, whether it's Joe Biden with dementia who lies all the time and sniffs kids' heads and makes women feel uncomfortable, or Donald Trump calling everyone bitches and whores and all this stuff. You know, that's the problem I have with both of them. And I'm not on a high horse. I'm just letting you know that I would never vote for someone who cheated on their wife or has a son who smokes crack that he gets out of jail. Like, I, I won't uh, consent to that, okay? Because I think there is a spiritual uh, element to that. I will vote for my sheriff, Darren Wheeler. Great family man, honest. I know his family. Great sheriff. Great. I will consent to him governing me legally. I will not consent to a guy who's been divorced like 33 times who calls women bitches and fat and whores and, oh, you do that. Yeah, I'm a comedian. I'm literally a uh, abrasive comedian. All right. I don't think the president of the United States should talk like Donald Trump. I don't think the president of the United States should act like Joe Biden. And I don't have to choose. I, I said this in 2016 about Trump and Hillary. If someone says, I'm going to beat you with a pipe or a chain, I don't pick, I don't choose because then it's on me. I'm consenting to the beating. Okay. So let's go down memory lane. Here's Donald Trump in October 20, uh, uh, October 19, uh, 2019. The Federal Reserve is derelict in its duties if it doesn't lower the rate and even ideally stimulate Take a look around the world at our competitors. Germany, Germany's not a competitor. Germany's one of America's vassal states. We have bases all over Germany. Germany does exactly what we tell them to do. By the way, just FYI, Germany and others are actually getting paid to borrow money. Fed was way too fast to raise and way too slow to cut. So for those of you that are financially illiterate, no offense, but what he's saying is he wants a negative interest rate. To be paid to borrow money means when you go into debt, the bank pays you to go into debt, negative interest rate. So if you say, so to put money in the bank to save money, you have to pay them money to save money. And if you go into debt, they pay you money to go into, the, into debt. That would, that's horrifying 
for inflation. Like that would cause inflation you can't imagine because people would be paid to increase the credit, the expansion of money, the bubble. It's horrifying, okay? But it also is something that may need to have happened to not deflate to nothing. Like right now you're seeing the Federal Reserve uh, increasing in interest rates, even though smaller banks are going bankrupt, you know, 7% mortgages, people are having a hard time borrowing money. You know, it's, it's hard on people. The interest rate should be like 90% to get it remotely normal. The pain required to deal with this. It's like, it's like if you do cocaine five times a day for 30 years and then you get off it, like you, you will sleep for a month if you don't die. So what Trump was saying, because before Trump got elected, when it was Obama, I am cursed and blessed with a long memory. Donald Trump, one of the reasons I supported him was he was talking about Obama's bubble. He was saying Obama's bubble, pump, pump, pump. Obama's running a bubble. The reason the economy is good is Obama's bubble. And then as soon as he got in, he increased the bubble exponentially. He deregulated uh, fractional reserve banking. He, his, he tried to pull back the interest rates as much as he could. He, now, don't get me wrong. This could all have been a show. Uneducated economist thinks that him and Jerome Powell will stage these fake fights to, um, to front run it with uh, inflation expectation, deflation expectation. It's all wizard bullshit. This is why don't even put your uh, emotions in this. Because there's so many layers. When people want to talk about 4D chess, there is an element of that to the financial world. So if you say there's no inflation, people will act and spend like there isn't inflation, which will actually sometimes lower the inflation. It's a Galian dialectic. Yeah, tweets for the mass do. I know, but but just hear me out. Trump was pursuing this policy. He hired the swamp, and his whole thing was lower the interest rate and pump, pump, pump. You know, fractional reserve went from like you needed six percent in the bank to zero percent. So he really was increasing the bubble. Now, maybe that's what he felt he had to do. I don't know, but the idea that the inflation is, is Biden's fault and not Trump's is not true. I can, I can show that. And that's not because I like Biden. I'm just saying that if you're riding the bubble up, you know, I think that, that you, it, it, the inflation was going to get nuts because of uh, Trump's behavior. But if he didn't do it, would it have deflated into an economic collapse? I don't know. I'm not in those meetings. Not mad at Trump. I'm just trying to break the, the left-right paradigm because I, I can see it's making people insane. Here's the next tweet. As long as other countries are receiving the benefits of negative rates, the USA should also accept the gift. Big numbers. Okay. So he was in favor of negative interest rates, which is basically central bank digital currency. It's the dystopian worst case scenario for uh, what people talk about with globalist agenda 2030. Peter Schiff comes in. He said, negative rates are not a gift. They are a transfer of wealth from savers to debtors. That's a fact, by the way. Under Trump was the biggest transfer of wealth from poor working class people to the mega rich. That is a fact. That was the CARE Act, warp speed, 
and his uh, exponential increase of debt. Okay. So when you, the people that, that he's saying, if you go into debt, you will get more money. Negative interest rates means you get paid to be a debtor. Okay. That goes first to the billionaires. The billionaire class would get all the benefit. By the time you would get access to any of those loans, the currency would be so watered down, it would be so degraded, the labor would be so degraded that you would plunge deeper into poverty. That is a fact. If you don't understand that, it's from uh, economic illiteracy or because his humor or his rhetoric is very, it works on you. Or because you hate Biden and the left and Rachel Maddow and all these people so much. And that's the thing is I'm indifferent. Like I don't, Biden, I think I think Biden is a fucking scum of the earth. Like I think Trump's scum of the earth, but I'm indifferent. I don't hate any of these people. It just is what it is. Next, next tweet. Would be so great if look at look at how he types. He types like a 13 year old girl. Would be so great if the Fed would further lowest lower interest rates and quantitative ease. That's that's inflation. That's exactly what. In, Quantitative ease means the increase of credit, debt, inflation. That was what Trump was pushing. The dollar is very strong against other currencies, and there's almost no inflation. This is the time to do it, folks. Exports with Zoom. Then Peter Schiff says, The dollar will weaken soon, but exports will not Zoom. The biggest effect will be to increase the cost of our imports fact that happened leading to even higher trade deficits. There is plenty of inflation now, but it's about to get much worse, which it did. This was December 2019. Trump was pushing the banks to do this. Now, you could say this was all a public show, but I'll show you the graphs where this is actually happening. We can't make America great again by printing money. Okay, moving on. This is the graph of trillions of dollars of debt. So you have personal debt. You have, uh, let's just look at the federal debt. If you look at it and someone said to you, Republicans are fiscally conservative. Democrats are fiscally liberal. Show me where the Democrat is and show me where the Republican is. You would say, well, obviously there was a Republican in office from 1997 to 2000, 2001. Really? So Bill Clinton was the Republican. Okay. And then after 9-11, you see it start going up. The, the train, the, it was, you know, you got Bush there starting to really spend. And understand that's a big move. Back then that would have looked exponential. You go from 5 trillion, you know, and when did Obama get elected? 2009. So that's almost double. So George W. Bush, a Republican, almost doubled the debt. Okay. The last time we had a surplus was Bill Clinton. Okay? So the idea that Republicans are fiscally conservative and liberals are fiscally irresponsible is an illusion. You can look at the graph. And so then, uh, but understand this is exponential. So if you say, yeah, but it really went up under Obama, but it's the same curve. So you have 5 to 10 under Bush and then 10 to... 20 uh, with eight years of Obama and then just four years of Trump. Trump spends 
it goes from like 18, it goes from like 18 trillion to 30, <laughs> how funny is that? 30, 31, 32 trillion. So zoom and under Trump, personal debt started zooming up as well. And then people go, oh, really? Well, show Biden. I didn't have the fucking graph, but it doesn't matter. Trump was obviously was going right with the curve of Barack Obama that was going with the curve of Bush, okay? There was no stopping the debt whatsoever under Trump. Look at it. The biggest uptick there there was was 2019 to 2020. It's a shot right up. Going to the moon, baby. Okay. Now, my theory, I don't believe the president matters. I think the president only matters as an emotional consent uh, collection plate, an emotion suck, a hate receptacle, someone to blame, right? It's the left, it's the right, it's the left, it's the left. Look at this graph, it has nothing to do with that. 2001 was when the wheels came off the wagon, okay? That was when America was up for sale. And then you can watch it just, and it's all demographic. It had to do with how many children people had and how much they were producing. I've studied this stuff now for years. I've learned more in the last four years than I learned in the previous 35 years, okay? What happened with America was when we got off the gold standard and the morality tanked in the 60s, 70s, people started aborting their kids. They started the birth control. They started the drugs, all that. The birth rate went down. Immigration went up. Uh, you know, all the moral standards started decaying and it was not a left or a right issue. It was back and forth, ping-ponging. You know, it was not left or right. So then 2001 was when they declared basically to the world that the United States symbolically was no longer the center of world trade. Okay? It was not, you know... Atta and his passport falling from the sky after learning uh, how to fly a plane on a Cessna. He was just about to get that debt until that bitch Pelosi. Yeah. So the reason I'm covering this is not to create, to take away your hope. It's to give you hope. It's to show you actual hope, not this fake horseshit. Okay. So what else are Republicans known for being tough on crime? Let's take a look at fentanyl deaths per year. So there we have 2000, 2005, 2010, 2012, 2050. So Obama, there was an increase there. So it went from low to 5,000. Then under Trump, it went to 65,000. Now you can blame anyone you want. You can just play the blame game all day long. Oh, goddamn Pelosi, goddamn it. it if you look at that graph, Fentanyl deaths skyrocketed during a Republican's term. Now, I'm not saying it's Trump's fault. I'm saying they don't matter. They don't matter. The main reason people vote for Republicans is law and order, being tough on drugs. Obviously, that did not happen. They vote for, Trump, they vote for Republicans because of uh, debt, because of financial responsibility. That didn't happen. Okay. Next up, let's talk about COVID. People are talking like Donald Trump was against lockdowns. It was all the liberal governors, and he was just this tricked fool. 
Okay, just like Trump was calling out Obama's debt bubble in 2015, he also called out vaccines in 2014. He associated vaccines with rates of autism and directly called out Bill Gates on Twitter in 2014. It's one of the reasons I supported Trump, okay? You don't become, you're, no anti-vaxxer becomes a pro-vaxxer ever unless they're lying or taking money. Once you see through it, the, the spell is broken. It's like the moon landing. You don't go backwards. Okay, the lockdowns, he was aggressively in favor. Here we go. Here's Donald Trump, April 2020. And, and if you're going to make the excuse that he had to do this, because the deep state had him by the balls, then there is no reason to vote for him, okay? If he is not capable, middle of the night, he's tweeting about whores and Kofefe and all that. He can't once say, you know what? Keep your businesses open. This is all horseshit. Okay, he says, despite reports to the contrary, Sweden is paying heavily for its decision not to lock down. As of today, 2462, God, he's such a piece of shit. People have died there in much higher number than the neighboring country of Norway, Finland, or Denmark. The United States made the correct decision. And then people go, but he had to, but he had to. Fuck you, okay? And then people go, but the governors, they're the decision maker. And then Trump says, quote unquote, for the purpose of creating conflict and confusion, some of the fake news media are saying that it is the governor's decision to open up the states, not that of the president of the United States and the federal government. Let it be fully understood that this is incorrect. People are like, but what he means is it's correct. It is the decision of the president, and for many good reasons. With that being said, the administration and I are working closely with the governors, and this will continue. A decision by me, in conjunction with the governors and input from others, will be made shortly. So it was him. He did the lockdown. He pushed the vaccine. Then people go, no, it's Fauci. Donald Trump publicly claimed ownership of vaccine. He said Fauci said it would take 10 years. But Trump pushed the FDA to approving it in six months. They never could have done it without him. No one would have gotten the beautiful vaccine. The vaccine works. Take it. Boost up. Fake news. He fucking sucks. He sucked on crime. He sucked on drugs. He sucked on fucking all of it. And then people, and then they get to the, then people get this despair look in their eyes. And they say, the big bear, we have nothing. Without Trump, we just have bud. The world's gone to shit. Local. I just showed you, if, if after I just showed you all that, you can still look at me in the eye and say, no, no. They fucked them in 2020. They stole the election. Then why would you vote then? If the elections are stolen, what's the point of voting? Well, we got to support. Why though? If he loses, he'll say it's rigged. If he wins, they'll fuck with him the whole time. What was the, what's the point? If he had to go along with a prison lockdown and a, and a massive vaccine depopulation event, what's the point? Then that means that the president does not matter. So why go along with the charade? I'll tell you why people go along with the charade because they want someone to blame that isn't them or their lack of productivity. Now, I know many people that blame Biden and want Trump and they're very productive, very moral people. A lot of my listeners are like that. A lot of my close friends are like that. Why am I showing you this? 
because they're sucking your energy and they're, and they're trying to set up this back and forth ping pong where it's the left, it's the right, it's the left and it's right. And then the, the, the fucking, the, the carpet's going to be pulled out from under you and people are going to be really fucked. Now, if you focus on your productivity, your own personal finances, what actually has wealth in your life, and you're not just going down this left-right paradigm, you can become very wealthy during this time. And people say that I'm, I'm saying this for clicks or something. This is hurting my support. Right now, a lot of my listeners are right back on that Trump train, right back on it. And they're mad at me and they are unfollowing or they're like not sending super chats or whatever because I'm buzz killing their hope. This is not a profitable position for me. Neither was flat earth. Like people think that, oh, he's just saying flat earth for attention and for money. What planet do you live on? Literally. (laughs) Where you think that someone saying that we're not on a spinning ball is in any way financially Profitable. Do you know how easy it is to dismiss everything I say because I challenge the heliocentric model or I challenge the left-right paradigm? Steven Crowder makes, he sucks as a comedian, sucks as a man, and he makes millions of dollars a year. I do not make millions of dollars a year. I struggle to get payouts from like the super chats we get on our alternative, alternative, alternative platforms. But I've known and I've, I'm not self-centered. I'm looking for the future. What I'm saying right now will help people in the future. It will help people in the future. If you look clearly at the left-right paradigm, that, that it's, that, okay, I, I did a video on Twitter. I'll show it to you. Uh, the idea that somehow I'm doing this for money is such a cop-out, crazy thing. My super chats right now, the the only real secure place is the PO box. It, it's just like in Idaho. Here, we have second. a sheriff. Let me. Uh, I am Sheriff Darren. So I I but I care about people, and maybe in the future people will see it that I wanted to crowdfund a campground so people didn't lose their fucking minds during COVID, and all I've done since then is paid the price for it. By, by anything I accomplish, anything I post about any good thing in my life, oh, that's all stolen. He rips off his listeners. You know, when I told people about COVID, well, it was first happening, and I, I hammered it. Don't wear the mask. If you wear the mask, you'll comply to the vax. Don't take the vax. People drop fucking dead from that vaccine, man. And I was, you know, kicked off everything for that. Because it's the right thing to do. You know, and it's like, that's one reason why the, the stress from Twitter is probably not very good for me. Because just to see the, the pit hissing all the time, it's, it's, it strengthens me in a way. But at the same time, it's like, man, these people are fucked. Winter will come again, BB. Winter's fucking here, man. And now people are just grabbing onto idols like, save me. And then when that shit closes, it's going to get wacky, dude. Wacky. The vax got my dad. I think the vax causes rapid cancer in people. I think the vax has taken out a lot of people that all of us love. It's provable. 
And I fought and I can sleep great at night because I fought that shit while everyone else is getting free PPP money and getting pats on the head from the devil and all this shit. The wealth transfer was unbelievable. And I'm not going to forget it. And I'm not going to pretend that Donald Trump wasn't an integral part of that. Because if you consent again, the next one's going to be worse. All right. So this is my thoughts on uh, voting. Who I would vote for and why. Where I live in Idaho, we have a sheriff named Sheriff Darren Wheeler. And he's extremely honorable. He has a great wife that I know and kids that I know. And he's an actual Christian man and very honorable. He stood up to Obama during the whole gun thing. He was very uh, strong advocate for concealed carry in Idaho. He's consistent, he's law-abiding, and he's a great guy. Not only would I vote for him, I would campaign for him if he wanted me to. Um, I could never vote for a man who cheated on his wife. Because if a man cheats on his wife, someone he committed to and made vows to, he would cheat on you. Okay, that's just the tip of the iceberg with someone like Donald Trump. And that does not mean I like Joe Biden. I would not vote for someone with dementia that probably molested his daughter and wears Depends and lies all the time. And this is one thing I really wanted to articulate. I've noticed a lot- Real quick, can I just tell you that in the chat right now, these are all trusted people. These aren't bots. These are people that we've known and talked to for years. I have a very highly specific chat, like people that are not here to disrupt or- they're not, you know, psyops or they're not crazy people. The amount of people right now sharing their experience with the vaccine is very sad. You know, I've lost one friend officially, cancer acceleration. Uh, yes, BB, after the jab, jab, my mom got cancer and died soon after the second jab. This fucking thing killed a lot of people. And it's like, I'm not going to forget that. I don't hate that. I don't, I, I, I don't have hatred for Donald Trump. I don't have hatred for Bill Gates. But I'm not going to forget it, and I'm going to educate people as best as I can, you know? And I'm really putting myself on the line with this stuff, guys. People are getting arrested for podcasting in England. They're getting arrested now, you know? And I'm not worried about that, but it's like, what I do for a living, it, it's, it's, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but it's like, it takes balls and it takes courage, especially in these times and it saves fucking lives, and it keeps our culture going for our kids. And if you don't do that, if you just squirt and snort and drink your your way into just this comfortable oblivion, you're going to die a coward, okay? And if you want to just put all your... Okay, Donald Trump was a casino owner, and these good Christians are saying that he's their hope. Has he denounced gambling? Do you know how many people I've known who's lost everything from gambling? Everything. Gambling's one of the worst addictions in the world. These people go out there and they make bill- they have gold-plated toilet seats because of all the money they extracted from hardworking people, from gambling, from booze, from porn, Miss America and Epstein and all these people. And you just make excuse after excuse, always fighting the deep state. Bullshit. He has his face on Israeli money. He, he was friends with Epstein. He said, Epstein likes him really young. <laughs> and then the, people come up with these like, these like 
uh, mythologies that, oh no, when he found out what Epstein really was, Epstein was fucking five girls every day between like 14 and 20. So Trump had no idea that his best buddy, when Ghislaine Maxwell was arrested, Donald Trump said that he wished her well and that she was a really good person. What, what the fuck is wrong with people? It's like some people can see through Biden. You know, a lot of right-wingers can see Biden's son's a crackhead and they're, you know, laundering all this money. And the only reason I think this matters is because I think when you vote for someone, you're consenting to their behavior. You don't need to consent. I'm about to make a really good point in this video. I've had a stressful ass morning, man. I've had to deal with screaming ass goats and fucking all kinds. I'm just not, I'm just going to lay it out for you guys. All right. And no, this is not profitable for me. In fact, this opens up many vectors for more attacks. But if I, when everyone dies and I will not die a coward, when it's my time to go, I'm not going to lie there on my deathbed and think, well, I made a lot more money. I was really smart with money because I knew not to piss off the wrong people. I really, I really knew how to play the game. Okay. Voters act like women that put up with terrible behavior from men. Okay, you have this false notion that you have to accept bad behavior or else they'll go away, like or else the world falls apart. It's the exact opposite. As a man, as a former uh, promiscuous man that has not always treated women properly, whatever a woman will put up with if a guy is in a certain state of mind or a time in their life, the guy will do. And when a woman does not put up with that, it actually can, the guy has to either change or lose the woman. All politicians need you, not the other way around. They're parasites, okay? So I live in a absolutely beautiful part of the world with great people and a very functional local government. That's because the people do not put up with horrible behavior. Donald Trump is a casino owner, uh, a, a cheater, uh, pays prostitutes for sex, lies, you know, does horrible business deals. You know, I, I, I could never vote for that guy. Like I, maybe 10 years ago I could, eight years ago I could, but I now understand how politics works. They will keep descending. Like, if a girl lets you talk a certain way to her, the guy will just keep doing it. If a girl lets you sleep with other girls and not get mad, a guy will just do that. If a girl says, no, I won't accept that, if the voting rate goes so low that you're not consenting to their behavior, they will then have to change for the better, not the other way around. The current looting of America and the descent into this mindless mess that's happening is because of consent if you withhold it's like a woman withholding sex or a woman withholding attention from a man or uh whatever then the man has to work for it if a voter withholds his vote or her vote then that means the politician has to accommodate the voter if somebody just did four years like trump did and you're like that's fine 
do you think the next four years will be better? And people, oh, don't you know, Big Bear? It's so much worse under Biden. If you look at the financial charts, the fentanyl death charts, all these charts, they're just smooth parabolas. Has nothing to do with who's in pres who's in office. The one thing that the president matters with is uh, the moral representation of the population. That's all it was. It's like, it's showing who we consent to. And if the, I promise you guys, I know how government works. I know the government is the managerial class of the financial industry, okay? If you are not paying attention to a politician or consenting to them, <coughs> the banking class will require the politician to improve. If the politician then improves the morality of the politician, then children will have someone to look up to in political leadership. You understand? It's up to your... What I'm telling you guys is not only not a black pill, it's the only way to improve. If you give your consent to Trump just because he calls some lady a bitch and he, the, the left doesn't like him, so that means he's good. He's literally, he cheats on his wives openly. You know, that grab him by the pussy thing is not a cool statement for the leader of your country. And I'm not a pearl-clutching liberal. I don't even think women should vote. You know, I'm not... So don't put me in that category. <laughs> like, I get it, but that is a crazy thing to say. If Donald Trump, with his little tiny hands, tried to grab any woman that I loved by the pussy, I would break his hands. Not, like, just because he's famous doesn't mean he gets to sexually assault women. That's literally sexual assault. So I'm telling you someone I would vote for, my sheriff. My sheriff handles himself incredibly well. He's honorable. He tells the truth. He's a great family man. Okay? That's how I think. And no, I don't have to pick between getting beaten by a pipe or a chain. Because then if you consent to it, you accept it. Now, they may just beat you, but you didn't ask for it. You didn't consent to it. And that's a different thing in law. If you consent then that means whatever happens to you is your fault. And that's the root of the idea of democracy. Democracy is saying you consented to it. Now we're going to rob you blind and install communism. So I'm not wrong with this. This is why I realize a lot of my followers are Trump supporters. And so I'll see these things and they absolutely freak out. And, but I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to mislead you. I'm not going to tell you that what you're doing is acceptable. In 2016, Donald Trump was exciting. Donald Trump was challenging the status quo. I didn't realize at the time like how stupid that idea is, that he's challenging the media on the media. Like, they allow him on the media. That, that's crazy. You don't think they can silence politicians? And so he's playing the role of the outsider, but he's a billionaire New York City liberal. And if you consent to him, that's now what a Republican is. Not that long ago, a Republican would be ashamed to cheat on his wife. At this point, the main Republican bought a blowjob from a woman that he calls horseface, and everyone cheers and claps. And guys, this world is not, we, where we go one, we do not go all, okay? It's about our consent to everything. Every single decision in your day structures the quote-unquote matrix around you. Do you consent 
Do you agree? Do you lie? Do you cheat? Do you steal? Do you, when faced with the truth, do you ignore it because it doesn't feed? Yeah, people are bringing up a great quote. Look at Dr. Shiva. Dr. Shiva isn't allowed in the media. If they didn't want Trump in the media, they wouldn't put him in the media. He's serving a function. Tucker Carlson has never once highlighted Bertaria or like our app or unauthorized or anything we're doing. He'll have on anyone that pushes their false right left paradigm because it keeps people completely fucking enslaved. Do you think that anybody against the media would be allowed on the media? That's fucking retarded. It doesn't make any sense. You know, and like, okay, Bill Clinton had way, way, way more of a conservative presidency than Donald Trump. Every day, dude, he did. He fucking did. He wasn't divorced. He was anti-gay marriage. He was, uh, you know, when he was accused of cheating, he was like ashamed of it and denied it. I know Bill Clinton's a scumbag. I know Bill Clinton, but like, his appearance to the people was more conservative than Donald Trump. And what I just said is factually true. It's not an opinion. It's a fact. Donald Trump, Bill Clinton was a more conservative president than Donald Trump. Fact. He was more conservative financially. He was harder on crime. He had one marriage that didn't appear broken. He didn't brag about fucking and sucking. And it's just like crazy how different, how, how much the world changed. Now you could partially blame Bill Clinton for that change. When Bill Clinton didn't step down, when he was caught, you know, squirting on uh, little Lewinsky, that started changing the way politics was seen. You know, that was a game changer when Clinton did that, when he showed the world that you don't have to step down. Just keep going. Just keep pretending it never happened. And as disgusting as all of them were before, you know, it's like Kennedy had a a guy, his boyfriend, Lem, living at the White House. I mean, these people are all fucking gross, but they had to hide it. And that's very important. They had to hide it. When you do it publicly, when you do it without any shame, That's a different level of hell. And it really affects children. You know, it really, really, I used to uh, not understand that. And now I totally understand. It's better to be hidden with your sin than in public. I used to be completely the opposite where it's like, you know, if that's who you are, fucking do it with pride. No, because the kids then model after that. It's like monkey see, monkey do. It's like, the kids will see that and be like, oh, that's an acceptable way to live. You know, like, yeah, even Obama, Obama, when he got elected, was anti-gay marriage. He made Big Mike tuck his dick. You know, Trump's a fucking monster. And I'm not going to change because the world changes. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to take that, take that, uh, that's like admitting defeat. It's like, So now I have to accept that a Republican is a New York City billionaire liberal, thrice divorced nonsense machine who made all his money on gambling and whores and real estate. And that all he does is bitch about how he was fucked over by the Clintons or like election fraud. You know, is Trump funny? Yeah, Trump makes me laugh. He also killed some people I know, you know? 
That vaccine killed some people I know, some people I care about, some people suffering from cancer now. Because he pushed lockdown. He financially incentivized it with the CARE Act and the PPP loan. He pushed for the FDA to approve of the vaccines years ahead that they, uh, of schedule. He bragged about it. He got paid by Johnson & Johnson. You know? And I, I don't forget that shit. I'm a loyal... Coddington, are, uh, are we off Twitter? Coddington? God damn it, Coddington, are we off Twitter? I'm a loyal nigger. You know, when people damage and hurt the people I care about, I don't forget that shit ever. Now, it's one thing if it's mild, people getting dis- uh, disagreements, blah, blah, blah. But you fucking push the... Now, I can do devil's advocate. I can do devil's advocate for Trump. We're facing an economic collapse that started in 1913 and escalated in 1971. Really took off in the 90s with NAFTA. 2001, it went to the moon. And if we didn't do the economic shutdown, 2019 would have been the end of the American dollar. Sure. I can give a better argument for Trump than Trump can give to Trump. That what if that lockdown and that depopulation vaccine was the only thing keeping America going? Yeah, well, uh, sorry if I don't shed tears for your uh, humanitarianism. You didn't have to make billions of dollars doing it. You know, you don't have to profit from it. You don't have to get paid by the executioners. If that was really you just trying to keep America going and making the tough decisions, you don't have to live in a goddamn castle in Florida like some... Like the fucking, doesn't Trump remind you of the kid who stole Pee Wee Herman's bike? Pee Wee, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, he took millions from Pfizer, from Johnson & Johnson, he brags about it. And all his followers are like so brainwashed that they're like, he had to beat me, he had to stab me, he had to shut down my business. You know, it's, he's so stressed out by beating the left. He is the deep state. Now, I'm not taking away your hope. Your hope is local. As this clown show breaks down, you will have tremendous business opportunities locally. When all that shit from China and Walmart and the globalist world, which Trump is right in the middle of, his face is on foreign currency. Foreign currency. Wake the fuck up. His face, he, it, Tel Aviv named a train station after Donald Trump and they joke that he was the first Israeli president, okay? Francis, Francis is getting Pee Wee's bike, that puffy cunt. Okay, now I'm not just gonna take your hope. The sheriff is a, has more power than the president. There's illusions that have been put into your world that are not true. Okay, one, that the president is the king. He's the chief. He's not. The chief is the sheriff. The sheriff has the legal authority to arrest the president. Did you guys know that? A lot of people don't know that. Okay, the currency is the, the dollar is the main way that the globalist cabal does its business. And don't just wish for its end because most people would have a horrifying transition to a gold standard. That's why we're doing it slowly. That's why I'm not antagonistic to the government. I'm not antagonistic to the banks. 
I'm not antagonistic to any demographic because I know why this is all happening. I know why there's mass migration. I know why that these things are happening. It's not because Jews and Mexicans and blacks are all just evil. That isn't how this world works. It's much, it's, it's about the sins of our fathers. And that's unfortunate to admit, but it's true. In the 60s, you know, the first one, the, the silent generation, and then they come back from the war. They're silent because they didn't want to talk about what they just did. They made a deal with the fucking devil. Killed a bunch of Germans. Got the world reserve currency. They didn't want to tell people what they actually saw in Germany. What that war was actually about. It wasn't, they weren't freeing people. It's like the Civil War. They weren't freeing the slaves, they were making slaves. And so then America got its payout in the 50s, hypermaterialism, right? Boom, boom, boom. And then the 60s come in the, the moral decay because the baby boomers had the silent generation that did not want to talk about the fucking war. So they're raised with Led Zeppelin doobies and free sex. You know, they start just giving away everything that made America unique and the, and the light on the hill, the puritanical foundations of America. You know, the ironies of, of America, that you are judged by your, as, as ironic as it sounds because of how much I mock the word, your grit, your ability to get through problems, struggle, 40 acres and a mule. You know, that's what made America great. It wasn't people like Donald Trump, parasites in their golden towers. It was people growing shit, making shit, not being defined by their fucking Z Cavaricci jeans and their Mazda Miatas. And then the 70s kick in, the despair, the porn, sending our uh, factories to China and Japan and all this. You want free shit, cheaper shit, smoke the doobies, do the coke, watch the movies, you know, pull out, spray it on her face. Don't have a kid, kill the kid. That's why the fuck we're in this position. So I'm not going to blame Donald Trump. I'm not going to blame Joe Biden. I'm not going to blame the Jews or the blacks or the, any of these things because this, we didn't start the fire. It's always burning since the world's been turning. You didn't have to go to Vegas and get your dick sucked at a bachelor party. That was you. And your dad didn't have to do such a bad job where you thought that that was appropriate behavior because he was chasing carrots and scared of sticks that was put on him after the big war. It's a cascade, but the buck stops here, okay? The buck stops when you look at your family as wealth, you look at your dirt as productivity, and you look at your neighbor as your tribe. That's the future. It's not hitting a button and hoping some motherfucker is going to spray you with gold. It's, it's insane. We've all been through it. We're still in propaganda, but it's not because, okay, so your birth rate goes to shit. You want free shit. You want someone to pick your cherries and mow your lawn. In come in the Mexicans. Your industrial base leaves a city. Welcome, niggers. Okay? And now they have to find a way to make a living in falling apart warehouses so they sell crack. Brought to you by the CIA. Then they start bringing those very niggers into prisons where they learn nigger ways even more and they bring it back to the streets, the decayed cities that once employed these people where they had families, where they had social pressures, where they wore suits and ties going to see Martin Luther King Jr. And now they wear pants around their ankles because it's easy access in, in prison where they can be someone's bitch. Okay? That's what fucking happened. 
It's not just because black people just love living in abandoned buildings and shooting people to sell crack. It's all financial and it's all moral. They, they didn't ask to come here to pick the cotton. These white niggers didn't want to pick the cotton. So in comes in this motherfucker. He picks the cotton, has some fucking family, gets some land. How's it going on? Why did you bring someone else to pick your cotton? That was the, the sin goes all the way back, in my opinion. You're talking Cain and Abel shit, man. You're going back to the biblical first people. And so how do you get off the crazy train? Oh, the Jew, the Jew. You didn't have to take the pill. You don't have to jerk off. You don't have to fucking take their loans. Their behavior is degenerating their own demographics more than anyone. Ask any of the Jews in our chat. They're facing anxiety, addiction, low birth rate, homosexuality, no social coherence. Sins destroy you. Usury is slavery. Sin is weakness. Lying destroys your mind. Okay? I'll make fun of blacks and Jews and cripples and Danes all day because I'm a comedian. It's not their fucking fault. This is what happens. Look at a city. So you have a coherent city. You have all these jobs. You look at Detroit. So Detroit, the the manufacturing all leaves. All those black people that were going to uh, work they don't get to do the white flight. They didn't have the resources to go uh, past eight mile and have themselves a nice little Madonna house. They had to stay in the cities. And so they, the first generation starts working at like, you know, getting some jobs, blah, blah, blah. And the wealth just keeps leaving, keeps leaving. Okay. Then they start turning into niggers. Right. And so what do they do? They have to start from the ground up. They don't get to have Walgreens sell their crack. They don't get to have fucking Best Buy slinging for them or fucking CVS selling their heroin. They do it on the street. You know, mergers and acquisitions is murders and executions for these niggers. And they're not just murderers. I know some of these niggers. They, they don't look at me like they want to kill me unless I want to take their corner. That's 30 grand a month. They got to pay eight guys. If they're not paying those guys, those guys start talking to another fucking chief. Now, he might get got in the back of his head while he's fucking taking a piss. So he's hyper- testosterone, masculine, really paranoid, really violent. That's, that, that's the first level. What do, where do you think the royal family came from? Those fucking Windsor-ass niggers. They started out running a fucking corner and, you know, 500 years ago selling turnips and fucking opium. Shooting niggers, fucking getting that got, you know? And then slowly they start getting their guys, they start getting, and then they start wearing suits and having little tiny forks and shit. So they, they no longer feel like these motherfuckers, but they still are. They're still niggers. Deep down in, they're still fucking niggers. And then you got the Mexicans coming in because they're willing to work. They still got that Catholic uh, work ethic. They're having eight kids, working their ass off. Guess what's already happening to the Mexicans? They're becoming liberals. They're pulling out, becoming fags. You know, they feel oppressed. They need rebirth. So guess what? They're having two kids, one kid. Third, fourth generation SoCal Mexicans. They're not having eight kids. They're not willing to work three shifts and live in a one-bedroom apartment. So you know what? They're going to lose their value. They're starting to become fucking cunts. Then what happens? Then that deteriorates, deteriorates. Where is our wealth from? It's from the soil. It's from God. I'm not going to get theological with people, but it's from our creator. We're given it every day. It's our behavior. It's our morality. It's do we tell lies? Do we serve or do we parasitically suck? Do we say the things other people want to hear to get more fucking green in our pocket and a pat on the head from the devil? 
right? That's the reality of the situation. Your economic productivity comes from your work ethic. Whether you're getting a penny or a billion dollars, it's whether or not you show up and you work and you serve and you're owed nothing. Every breath is a miracle. Every breath is a miracle. You're owed nothing. Everything's a gift. Everything's a forgiveness. All right, here in Wisconsin, the Mexicans are milking the cows on the huge farms. They will leave the minute they can't. Yeah, the shit goes out. Yeah, yeah. It'll go back to the nation. It'll go back to the gold standard. It'll, the immigrants will mostly leave when the tit runs out, when the fucking bubble pops, right? And then you're stuck with what you really are. It's like being in a float tank. You know, who are you when there's no stimulus? Who are you when you can't blame it on the Mexicans or the fags or the niggers? Who are you, right? Are you capable of working? Can you wake up every morning and deal with three screaming baby cows that don't want to take the bottle and you got to chase them down and dive for them and shit and their moms are kicking you like they're getting fucking raped but all you're trying to do is make sure they don't have mastitis? And then you get, and then you get the milk and they kick the fucking milk over and then you bring it into your house and you strain it and one of your kids isn't even fucking excited about the milk. And meanwhile, you got to buy all the fucking grain. Hopefully... Your, your, your fifth payment processor won't kick you off because you're not willing to say sodomy is beautiful. Okay, that's my fucking life. And I love it. I'm grateful for it every day. I have a beautiful life. But it's like, are you willing to wake up in the morning and deal with animals and shit and poop and shovels, you know, and just moving poop, hoping it becomes soil so you can grow some shit with it? The meek will inherit the earth. The people that show up and work and didn't lie. The people that can be trusted will inherit the earth. And that's reality. No easy money and winner will drive out immigration. Yeah. But see, what we're doing right now is building the infrastructure for extreme prosperity. I'm not taking your hope right now. I'm giving you hope. The, the, the trees are getting pruned and the energy went into the soil. It went into the roots We've been dealing with this shit now for years while other people are just running around like fucking retards, you know, just with their VR goggles, getting their dick sucked on the moon. Like these people are lost. I see them all the time on Twitter. It's fucking nuts. Okay. If you are willing to show up, remember all those fucking blueberries I bought? They're all dead. You don't think I have like, I have a, uh, things happen to me. I just don't, I'm not a victim. I don't come here and fucking bitch about it. People are like, oh, Big Bear, I, I tried to have a garden like you said, and a, a deer ate some, so you're a fucking liar. I'm, okay, remember I, I was like getting those huge blueberry plants and I'm spending all my super chats on them and I fucking do it. They're all fucking dead. They're all dead. It's all right. Onward. And it might be nice without your retirement money. I didn't make any money on Ursa Rio. None. Zero. I lost money and it's a constant fucking headache. I make money because people are the goodness of their heart. Even though it's fucking free on Rumble and all these places. Sign up for unauthorized.tv and I get like two bucks a month from it or whatever the fuck the split is. Four bucks or three bucks depending on what you do. That's how I make a living. Okay? It's like... Great. It's, I make a good living. I can spend it on the hay and all that shit. But like these narratives, oh, he went crazy from a pop brownie. Oh, he's doing a wind scale. No, you're a bunch of fucking cunts. And you're just, you want to, you want to have a reason you're not doing what I'm doing. Oh, if I had that much money, that precious money. 
Dude, I have to perform on such a level that people not only don't just scroll by, they go, I'm going to sign up for his thing because I want to hear his old shit. Out of millions of podcasts, people, everyone's fucking podcasting now. And I have to do such a good job and serve my people so well that they consciously, in a time of great sorrow, choose to support at my fucking website. You know? All right, anyway, I'm intense today. BB, this chat is a real oasis in a desert of desolate derelicts. Yeah, yeah, and people the whole time. Oh, uh, fucking echo party, echo chamber. Oh, you can't handle me criticizing your tits. No, it's hell. It's like being in hell. I see that on Twitter a lot. You like say something obviously true. I could literally say something like, I really like birds. And they'd be like, Oh, you fucking went crazy, you fucking piece of shit. Kyneton podcast statistics, 5 million podcasts globally, 70 million podcast episodes. Yeah, 70 million podcast episodes. So I'm competing with mainstream attacks. Media called me a cult leader, paramilitary, all these lies. The comedy world, because of Joe Rogan, is dissemination, like his whole thing. I have to deal with all this shit, these like, Jort Wars and Trolls and Reddit. And, and, and through that, we've survived. Out of the grace of God, the mercy of God, some motherfucker like me is, still has an audience, despite the fact that like I'm constantly pissing everyone off with like Trinity and Flat Earth and oh, Donald Trump is King David, all, all this shit. And we're still here and we're going to keep going. And all that power went into the roots. And when, the, when the, all this shit isn't going into the VR goggles and all the, the fruit, you let years go by while the roots grow and then fucking let it pop. Bang, bang, bang. And then the fruit rains down on you. And then your decision is do you share the fruit with these fucking cowards or do you let them starve? That's going to be your decision in the future. It's not hopeless. You're going to inherit the whole fucking thing. These people are running around, fucking each other in the ass, hitting little buttons, having no idea why the world is collapsing. We know, we prepare, we work, we are working on our morality. You know, we are working on our roots. We're working on our foundations where when everything, it's a slow drip, it just keeps falling apart. Oh, did you hear? Oh, Jesus. Well, Trump called her a horse face, so that means when he's got a dick suck, but now he's sticking it to the bitch. And he didn't fuck that bitch. It was too big to fuck. It's like, Ugh. Meanwhile, if we're growing one step at a time with loyalty and service, we will be okay. All right, let me read my two letters. And people like to support when you make them feel good, when you don't challenge their shit. And I don't make people feel good short term. I make people feel good long term. And that's where the real loyalty is. Okay. The only button that squirts gold is the one under the Washington Monument. Yeah, exactly. All right. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that little rant, a little energy. Oh, and you were right. There are dicks everywhere. P.S. Please verify us as Mr. and Mrs. Dirtbag Bear. Thank you for all your great work. Yeah. It's just a bunch of people just building dicks out of stone and squirting. It's not the first time society's collapsed. Okay, Odyssey sent us a tip. Thank you very much. That was very nice. Um, 
Rumble. Free advice that is logical and true. Thanks, BB. Anytime. Rock fan. Got a tip from Home Gay. Nice, Home Gay. Kurt. Is Mike Pence a good choice for president? He won't even be in the same room with a woman by himself. He's, like, in my opinion, I used to be... Don't get me wrong. I'm, like, very suspicious and not into... I don't care, okay? They're all fucked up. The whole system's fucked up. But if you're just looking at the behavior of a man, yeah, he behaves in a more respectable way. And I used to be on the, on the whole Trump thing where it's like, yeah, but he behaves like we do when we're just talking shit and getting fucked up. I don't think that's good for a president to do that. I really don't. I think that although Mike Pence, I'm guessing, is an Israeli war monster shill, uh, at least he doesn't act like a fucking monster, you know? And that really takes a toll on the world when the comedian is expected to act like the politician and the politician is expected to act like a comedian. I enjoy Trump's comedy, but he's not a fucking comedian. Stay in your lane, you dumb cunt, you orange-faced fuck. You're not a comedian, dude. You're doing your shtick, you're fucking... Hey, really? Uh, you're not a comedian, you're a president. I'm supposed to be political. I'm supposed to think about every word I say so I don't get kicked off Airbnb. Meanwhile, the goddamn president is like, she's a fat whore. And everyone's like, that's what we want out of our managerial staff. Yeah, it's it's just about like, you know, I think Joe Biden acts worse than Trump in a lot of ways because he can't even speak. He's fucking, like the way he put thousands of men in prison for crack and to watch his son smoke it and be celebrated for it is infuriating, especially to the lower classes of America. Think about like Joe Biden was one of the hardest guys on drugs. So the CIA, don't get me wrong. I love mocking niggers and all that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not getting soft, but so the industry leaves the cities. The CIA brings in crack. Fact. That's all fact. That's not conjecture. That's fact. Rick Ross, all these guys, you know, they had their Judas goats coming in, bringing the crack through the CIA. The money's getting used. It's laundering to bring down to Central America, all that shit. Meanwhile, the people selling the crack because they don't have employment and they're acting niggardly. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad they're in prison. But it's understandable in a way, like how these series of events leads to someone selling crack. Then Joe Biden puts them in prison. He's like adamant about the three strikes rule. People are doing life sentences for drug possession. Meanwhile, his son is smoking crack and Jimmy Kimmel's gushing about how brave he is. Like that's that's worse to me than Trump. Like that's naked, disgusting. But if Trump fucking said he was going to grab someone, like a woman that I cared about by the pussy, his little hands would be fucking snapped. Omar says, another word for consent is abide, the dude abides. Did you know that Jeff Lebowski is an adaptation of Joseph? The reason he resonates with people is because his fate was also the opposite of Joseph's. His yellow shirt says Medina Sod, city of Sodom, after he lost his dignity, his offspring, his carpet, and his best friend to gay Jews. That's fascinating. I've always loved that movie. The Cohen brothers are really smart. Um, yeah, I knew, I knew that they were doing intense mythology. Well done, Omar. I'm going to read that again. Jeff Lebowski is an adaptation of Joseph. The reason he resonates with people is because his fate was also the opposite of Joseph's. 
His yellow shirt says Medina Saad, city of Sodom, after he lost his dignity, his offspring, his carpet, and his best friend, Agagi. It's fascinating. All right. Oh, and, and don't let me forget that I have to talk about uh, a show that's actually making me laugh really hard called The Patriot. Bravey Bear. Happy birthday to Papa J. Bear. Happy birthday, Papa J. Bear. From all the Irish bears and Bear clan, Papa J. was the cool head that we needed when many were losing it during the Jort Wars and Bears We Trust. Happy birthday, Papa J. You've been a real uh, stable guy in this, in this community for a very long time, and I really appreciate it. And thanks for always keeping a cool head. Um, all right. Rebunk Bear. Next Middle Tennessee Bear Meetup this Saturday, the 20th, at the Nashville Farmer's Market on Rosa Parks. Oh, gee, did. From 11 to 3 Central Time, meeting in the food court. Look for the wooden Bertaria bear sign that we're selling at the National Bear Fest last year. Hope to see you there. Keep crushing. Indeed, rebunked bear. Paul says, Falcon Bear out of New York City. Grateful for you. Longtime listener since started in New York. Second child. First boy uh, doing nine days. We escaped the jab in Babylon thanks to you and the Legion of Bears. I have chickens, food from the Amish in Pennsylvania, and building a YouTube channel beyond organic Brooklyn. Good for you. That's helpful shit. Subscribe and watch. Working on edits. Greatly appreciated. God bless you. You as well. Everyone subscribe to Beyond Organic Brooklyn. Uh, Bill says, I asked you about Louis J. Gomez a few weeks ago, and he reposted your response. Just wondering if he has reached out to you. No, I was 100% right about I like Louis J. Gomez. I like Dave Smith. I'm going to bust their balls because I know they can't associate with me now because of uh, political reasons. And I don't mean Trump. Uh, and he's just about money and, you know, but in a funny way, like in a Puerto Rican way. Uh, I have a feeling either him or Theo Vaughn are going to start throwing you in more conversations. Um, yeah, I root for Theo. I root for Louis. Theo Vaughn's a funny fucking guy, man. I was mad at Theo for a bit when he was kind of threw me under the bus with Candleface, Whitney Cummings, and I felt like he was selling out. But he's maintained humor, and the more I mature and the more I don't feel like I'm at war with anybody and the more I don't hold hatred, I just value anyone that can make me laugh. And Theo Vaughn is genuinely funny. And uh, because of that, I assume he still is an intact human, you know, and I feel that way about Louis J and Smith. Although I also think Dave Smith knows I might be right about a lot of libertarian aspects and doesn't want to quote unquote debate me on it. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm becoming a lot less tribal when it comes to my, um, feuds. Like I'm not mad at, you know, a lot of these people, even like the neocon types, like I just don't like I'd rather have Mike Pence be president than Trump or Biden or, you know, and I think Mike Pence is probably a despicable human being, but at least he has a functional family and he, um, uh, I shouldn't call him despicable. I don't know the guy I'm trying. I'm really trying to, to be less, um, you know, judgy when it comes to certain travel stuff. Like Theo's a classic, like this show that I've been watching. I think it's all related, man. We really do live in this, like, some call it a simulation, but that implies that it's not real. But this world is filled with lessons. Like I was just shown a Hollywood production show that's genuinely hilarious. And that was a sign for me on some level that there aren't really the teams I thought. There's like, 
Like, our enemies are not flesh and blood. It's principalities of darkness. It's so true. That's why my enemy's not Trump. My enemy's not Biden. My enemy's not Bill Gates. My enemy's not, you know, Joe Rogan. It's like no one can stop us from our path but us. And everything is a gift. Everything is a lesson. It's like I'm getting like it's so true, man. And like I have these visceral lessons. Like today I was so fucking mad at the goats. Like I called one of these goats a bitch and a cunt. Like she can't even speak English. I was being genuinely abusive to this fucking goat. She's like kicking me and freaking out. And all I was doing is feeding her and trying to get rid of her mastitis. And I was like, you ungrateful bitch. And I felt like a a feeling of hatred. And I got to like calm down and be like, it's a goat. She doesn't even speak English. I just separated her from her kid. Like, what is wrong with me? Like, they don't matter. They don't like... Everything is just how it's supposed to be. And the fact I'm giving these lessons in such a visceral, you know, like, like, it's like, so it's like, I've never, I've obviously never raped anyone, but that's probably what it would feel like. It's this traumatic, like, I don't like forcing things to do things beyond their will, you know, like at all. Like, it's not, that's the irony about me criticizing libertarians is I'm not the type to be like, you have to do this. <laughs> like, I'm just not. And I'm like that with animals too. And I've had to learn to do it. But it's so fucking intense. It's like, you just have to like, like get them in a thing and hold them there and, and, and break them. And get them to where they're exhausted from kicking you. So that they can see that they just eat the fucking grain. And then they don't get mastitis. If they don't get milked regularly, they literally get an infection of their teats. I'm trying to help them. I'm trying to give them food and all this. And it's just, it's like I'm literally holding someone down and grabbing their tits, which is not in my nature at all. Like I have the opposite of a rapist personality. Like if I'm not given a lot of approval, like I don't, I don't even want to do it. Like I'm like, if you could take a rapist and make the exact opposite sexually, Like, like if I, if, if I don't think some, if I think someone's just kind of going through the motions, I wouldn't be into it, let alone like a force. And so I'm getting these lessons like with dirt and blood and shit and piss and milk and like kicking and biting. And so, and then I apply it to everything where it's like, that's how everything is. It's like, it's all the way it's supposed to be, and we get lessons all the time, and it's whether or not we accept it, and hate is the devil's language. You become what you hate. Like, look at, you know, Jane Fonda. She became what she hated. So she, like, hated the man and hated the system and hated the war, and now she's, like, married to Ted Turner and a billionaire in the system. Like, Ben and Jerry's and all these people, like, they all became... Because they weren't operating with actual love. They were operating with hate. They hated Vietnam. They hated the machine. They hated the man. And then they became it. Because hate is the devil's language. And it's been, I'm a, a pretty uh, bombastic man. And I'm comfortable with confrontation. And I have a very strong sense of justice to the point of revenge. And for me to get to these uh, positions, 
means it's true because I had to get to these positions. Like people are on a scale of weak to the point where they become a wickedness is from a, what's it called? A reprobate mind where you become animated by I be, like literal other spirits. That's why the Bible is very telling when it comes to who our enemy is and who our enemy is not. You know, Jesus said to hate the wicked, but you know, my interpretation of that is hate wickedness. You know, it doesn't mean to hate the, and I've, I've, I used to have a very different position on that. I've ranted about this, about how like, you know, the whole love your enemy is a pussy move and all that, but it's a protection because when you hate something, you do start to mimic it and you don't even notice it. And I've watched it. Okay. Moving on. Fruitful bear, good, better legend. Eating the sourdough bread I make with the grass fed butter bought at local grocery store. Good. Eating it with raw butter from the farmer's market, better. Eating it with raw butter from a local neighbor's farm stand, legend. Yes. Did you buy some of my butter? I don't know if you live near, near me, but my farm stand's been doing good. Um, okay, Salty Bear. I never thought it would come to this, but I'm paying your gay away. The last couple of streams, you told Kyanton to pull it out. Uh, really? Did you think we wouldn't notice? You might as well have shoved dirt in his bucket and made him, made him pick up pickles in your newly planted orchard do better that's hilarious thanks salty bear very funny <clears throat> thomas said hey bb i gotta boost up and pay some gay away for telling burn bear i enjoyed his accent on one of his videos obviously this is going to be on an installment plan because that's pretty gay yeah that's that's very gay especially with burn bear sherlock bear i don't get it shiva is still on youtube yeah but that's a because he's guys he invented email he doesn't say nigger like me. It's a lot harder. If they were to kick him off YouTube, that he doesn't talk about like the Holocaust and shit like that. It's like, that would be such a reach because they used Shiva as their Brown success story. Like he jokes about it. It's really funny. Uh, so it's really hard to go back on that when it's like, you're talking about a Brown, like a dark Brown man that invented email and went to MIT. Like, unless he's constantly saying nigger or like, you know, calling for violence, which he doesn't, that's a, that's a tough censor. You know, that's a hard out there. That would, that would make waves. If, if they kick Shiva off YouTube, that would be like a statement that they don't want to make. And I don't even know who they is. It's like, I think the people who kicked me off YouTube are probably all gone. I'm sure a lot of them are dead. And, but it's just an institution that just keeps kind of rolling and transmitting, you know? Uh, Trump, make America gay again. Yeah, tip for the perpetual gravy. Thank you. Keep the gravy flowing. You're doing great. Thank you. Should I break up with my jabbed girlfriend? No, not unless you want to break up with her. I mean, the fact you're asking that means it's probably trouble, but no, the jab is a weakening, but it's not anything. It's like it increases your risk of myocarditis, it increases your risk of cancer. And it increases your risk of sterility. Now, if you're otherwise healthy, and I do think that different jabs were different strengths based on your demographics. I can't prove that. Um, Shiva doesn't go after Jews directly, which he shouldn't. It, 
don't get me wrong. Me as a comedian, if I didn't mock Jews and their big noses and hand rubbing and all that, it would be cowardly. And it would be like, I would not, I would be a coward and I would not have respect for myself. But it really isn't like the Jews doing it to you. Like to go at the Jews, I found is mostly currently being done. Like when, if like someone is like, if you're a Jew, you're bad. Like those guys, they're pretty much Catholic. Uh, Cause the Catholics are jealous that the Jews have so much uh, business going. You know, the, the big daddy Pope hat, he wants a taste of that. You know, it's, it's like a, it's like a pimp fight. It potentially increases your risk of being her caregiver in the future. <laughs> yeah, but she could have gotten saline. I think a lot of people got saline, but I don't know. If you love her, I mean, dude, me and Amy have been through a lot of shit, man. We haven't been through vaccinations, but we've uh, we've been through a lot of shit. And I'm really glad we made it through. So I don't think that, I don't even say I'm pure blood or mud blood. I, I like the rhetoric when it was keeping people from getting vaccinated. But I don't feel any special. I, I don't, you know. I feel bad for a lot of vaccinated people, to be honest with you. I think it's like a, a worry and an anxiety that is probably hard to live with. Yeah, the Pope wants to get his beak wet too. It's exactly it. He just wants to taste. Like the real, because the I see Jewish culture as whiny and sneaky. And it's very female dominated. And I'm not, I like aspects of it. I think the chutzpah and their ability to understand narrative and myth is really cool. But I find a lot of them to be two-faced and whiny and victim-y. They're not the root of my problems at all. My problem comes when I call my goat a, an ungrateful bitch. That's my problem. It's not the Jew. It's if I was to watch porn and frantically jerk my dick and then be like, oh, those damn Jews out there in Tel Aviv. That's a, that's a, that's a weak position. And, you know, naming the Jew is important as a comedian. It's important as an American to be able to say, you know, Jews can be sneaky or something. Cause that's, that's our right to do that. Or like the Irish drink a lot or like the Italians talk with their hands and they all pretend that there's somebody when they work at a pizza store, you know, like we have a right and an obligation to hold the line where if we're going to have a society where there's all these groups of people acting fucking different, we have to be able to mock it and admit that there are differences and that's great. Not great, but it's like, you get to choose who you wanna be around. We have the freedom of association. Don't give that up. And if you if you are culturally allowed to mock white people, you're, you have to be allowed to mock black people. You know, that's, but, when you start saying, if we get rid of the Jews, our problems go away, like that really is a weak position. You know, everyone was great with the niggers when you had them make your cars in Detroit and pick all your cotton and all that. And then when you sell them out, sell out their jobs, send them to China because you want more of that green. And now they're selling crack that you fucking give to them from the CIA. Like all of a sudden, oh, the niggers. Don't get me wrong. They stole my bike collectively. I blame them all. But it's like, is that really, is that really because they're just black skinned people? They just wake up with their dirty black skin and they're like, eh. it's like Jews, like Jews are operating from a point 
This is the irony about the Jews. This is why life is so fucking fascinating. Is the more you remove your hatred of them, the more you remove your blaming of them, or any of their scams start appearing to be kind of funny. Like, like that they're desperate to have six million of themselves burned in an oven, which is impossible. The more they don't know who they are and the more they start to just become normal people. Because one of the reasons they act sneaky and act whiny and victim-y is because they think at any minute that the goyim are going to kill them because they're different and special or something. So that's, it's, it's like this loop, right? So if you remove it and you're just like, oh, I don't care. They're like, well, you sure. And, and you're just like, yeah, you know, I just, I just find you a little too sneaky to do a deal with. That's, uh, it actually does make them less powerful. Their power comes from being hated. You know, isn't that fucking fascinating? And it's like when you let the hate go, when you really let it go and you're like, I'm responsible for all my, and guys, I hit a limit today, man. Like I, you know, I'm so into personal accountability and owning my own land and farming my own food and having all these dogs and kids and, you know, and I was just at a point where I'm like, ah, like my dog's opening doors. My goats are fucking annoying me. My cows won't go in the right field. Everyone's kicking buckets and fucking, I just, I was like, I thought I was like, I had a thought of ingratitude, which is weakness where I'm like, it would be great if I was back in my fucking apartment. (laughs) Not like without my family, but I was just like, I have to take care of cats and dogs and ducks and chickens and, and like mowing and, and gardens and move and I was just, and then like and then add on the fact I do a two and a half hour fucking live stream every day and then deal with all the fallout and the social media and the commitment to bits and trying to figure out the truth about and I was just like oh my god like remember when I could just like walk into an apartment and that's the state that people get in when the offer is made to like lose freedom you know Like land ownership is a tremendous responsibility. Maybe this will help you give you a little hope. I have 10 acres of land that I manage here, right? And it's a ton of work and I love it. I, my life is like a paradise, you know, tremendous. But sometimes I'm like, because I think it's a sin to not use all your land, you know, to, uh, to not keep it up to just let it go totally feral. I mean, if you let some go feral for a reason, like you want a area where deer come or mushrooms or something great. But for me, it's like, I have to keep it good. I have to maintain it. And when something dies, it's my fault. And if it's my negligence or, you know, and it just gets to a point where I'm like, holy fuck, I have a lot of chores. And then you go on the internet. It's like, Ellen doesn't do any of his chores. Owen secretly stole all his listeners' money. Owen, see, and I'm just like, oh my God, this is crazy. Like I put myself in a position where I work all the time in service of others and animals and people and blah, blah. And I'm just like, and then you go on Twitter. And that's why there's, there's a real hellishness to Twitter where I'm like, fuck, fuck you. But then I get calm again. I'll get some rest and I'll be fine. But it was just today. Today was like, that's why my husband and I are starting with two acres. We have to work day jobs. Yeah, two acres is a dream. 
I mean, that it's 10 is great. 10 is the right amount for me. But when people are like, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I got to leave the city and get a hundred acres. I'm like, what planet do you fucking live on, man? Good luck. Unless you have a big plan, like you have, you can really invest in it or you have a lot of experience with it and you can do a lot of cows or something, but like, oof. Not using your land could be related to the parable of the talents. God, the real owner of your land, may ask you one day, what did you do with the land I gave you? It's a, that's 100% true. What did you do with your talent? What did you do with your audience? What did you do with your reach? Did you tell people the truth when they were walking into the fire? What did you do with the soil I gave you? This is all a gift. I know I can bitch, but it's like I have 10 acres of land with no debt. Okay? And one day when I meet my maker, God willing, the question, what did you do with what I gave you, will not be I wasted it. You know, and with more gifts is more responsibility to the point where sometimes it gets a little intense. You know, what did you do with all those people that trusted you? What did you do with all those ears and eyes on you? What did you do when people were walking into the fire? You know, I gave you soil. I gave you sun. I gave you rain. What did you do with it? And it's like, and sometimes I really do just want to like, be like, I, I'm doing my best, man. You know, <clears throat> uh, my Jay neighbor's son bought a hundred acres in Eastern Pennsylvania and pays people to take care of it while he lives in Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do that. All right. Moving on. Dear Big Bear, Magnusus Bear here. I sent a letter about 16 months ago explaining vitamin A toxicity. I'm not going to lecture about that this time. Good, because I'm not going to read it. However, do take note of high oxalate foods like spinach and rhubarb. Let me guess, I'm not supposed to eat spinach or rhubarb. <sighs> I'd advise going easy on those two plants as oxalates are insidious and hard for the body to process. Takes years to clear out. Yeah, spinach and rhubarb is really bad for you. Fuck you. Iceberg lettuce is very friendly, however, and on a daily sale, it would be great. I often wrap meat. No one cares. Let me guess. You were also doing meth? It's been a challenging time since I last wrote. I'm, guess, I'm guessing it is. You think spinach is poison. Hang on. I got to calm down. I'm emotional. I've had quite a day. My father died in February. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm being a dick. At the age of 73, he had a history of ear infections and would seek out antibiotics. Well, he did that again, and the antibiotics caused colitis to point he was pooping blood. He ended up in the hospital and isolated due to COVID hysteria nonsense. He seemed to be recovering, though. The doctors did a colonoscopy, and we think they proliferated his colon, but we are unaware. Okay, hospital tried for two weeks. My family then decided to stop intervening, and we removed life support. He passed shortly after. I'm very sorry to hear that. My father had some typical self-obsessed boomer habits, but he was a good man and he was revered by many he met over the years with his musical career. His memorial was packed and I shook hands with probably over 100 people, sad to see him go. I missed my father because he was open-minded and loved to hear about conspiracy talk. He was even convinced the earth is flat. Oh man, that really is a loss, fuck. He was at Houston Space Center a few years, now I'm like real legitimately feeling bad about this. One of the good ones died. Fuck. Sorry. I'm being a dick. Even people that I, I don't ever. I'm a mess right now. 
He was at Houston Space Center a few years back looking at the Lama or replica, and that got his skepticism going because he thought it looked like a piece of junk. So a few years later, when I told him the moon landings were fake, he agreed. Compare that to my wife's father, with whom I do not speak with anymore after a fallout. Um, I told him that we don't vaccinate. He made an aghast face. I lost my cool and went on a 20-minute rant about the absurdity of COVID and the vaccine catastrophe, and he persisted pushing it. He would be banned from seeing my kids. He called me brainwashed. I said, no, you're brainwashed. At the... End of the rant, I said we never went to the moon. He literally covered his eyes and gasped. I'm not sure why I said it. I think I wanted to free him from the chains. It did not work. So you're absolutely correct that NASA is a religion. He has since said, I'm so out of touch with reality. He never wants to talk to me again. My wife was not pleased about this, but she is sticking with her husband. We did have some drama about the shape of the earth that got heated, but I think she's open to the moon landing. Being faked, her dad is 100% space science junkie so she was pretty indoctrinated in that stuff i was also being a huge star trek fan but went on that mental journey in 2018. i have been listening to rudolph steiner the mind gravy is endless if steiner's accurate material science is woefully off course it's time we sort it out more later thanks for reading thank you for the letter i just i just am i like spinach and rhubarb i think people can really take things too far sometimes Okay. Guy Tim, let's land the plane. On a, oh, I got to show you. Uh, oh, now I have to talk about the show. Okay. <clears throat> so I used to hang out with this guy named Mike O'Connell, who is a comedian that used to do a two-man show with Ken Jeong. Most people know Ken Jeong as, um, as uh, the guy from all the Hangover movies. He's like a big fucking famous little gook star. Good for him. He's a nice guy. I always got a lot with Ken Jeong. But I, Michael Connell never got any breaks, you know? And he's in this show, and he does a great job. And Michael Connell was always so fucking funny. And I, it, and I was watching him on the show, The Patriot, and it's so funny, dude. The guy who played Locke and Lost is in it. It's about the inner workings of the intelligence world and how many things can go wrong, and it's so fucking accurate. And um, on community, he's the ha, gay. Yeah, yeah. And so one of their funniest duets, and I was thinking about their old two-man band, Ken Jeong and Mike O'Connell. And one of their funniest bits was called Asian Baby. And so this is one thing that I was always so angry at about Hollywood is they set up this world where Zach Galifianakis is doing nigger jokes and everything's about race and mocking everything in the world. And then they all just switched. Like Michael Connell used to do this bit. And Michael Connell, I think, kept it real. It's Ken Jeong became ultra liberal and acted like racism's bad and all that. And one of their biggest bits was it was Michael Connell going, why won't you let me play with your Asian baby? He's like, I want an Asian baby from Korea or Japan. I don't care where you get it. I just want it in my hand. Why won't you let me play with your Asian bird? Fucking hilarious. And then like Ken Jeong's just like on the stage doing it. So that was where I came from. And there's something called gaslighting. And child molesters do this all the time. Where you make someone a certain way. And then you tell them they're evil for it. Okay. 
<clears throat> it's very common where a child molester, like a family member raping a girl through her whole childhood, will then call her a slut when she grows up and ends up being very promiscuous because she's raised to associate her self-worth with satisfying a man sexually, okay? So the man will molest and rape a little girl. He should be, his brain should be splattered all over a wall for what he's done. And then as soon as the girl grows up to be a freak and slutty, he's like, you, you're disgusting. That's like, well, you made me this way. That happens all the time. So I'm in Hollywood and, and the comedians, so you go into the movies and every movie is glorifying guns. Guns, 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 John Wick, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's shooting and Matt Damon. And then they go on TV and they say, guns are evil. We should ban all guns. And you're like, I, I got my guns because of your fucking movie, you know? And now child molesting is on screens. So you put a kid in front of a screen, you know, she's watching Britney Spears at eight years old, dancing like a slut. And then she becomes a slut and everyone calls her a slut and she gets really sad and starts taking pills and gets fat because she doesn't want anyone looking at her anymore and she's very confused. It's the same thing with conspiracy theorists, right? Every goddamn movie or TV show is about how the government lies and everybody's up to something. Everything. You know, usual suspects and all these things. So all these big movies are about a secret conspiracy plan. You know, Ocean's Eleven and all this. There's a plan that people are carrying out secretly and you have to figure it out. And that's how we're trained to think. And then you look at the goddamn moon lander and you're like, that doesn't look real. And everyone goes, how dare you? How dare you? You're a conspiracy theorist. And you're like, yes, I'm trained to think this way. And so I'm in Hollywood, 2003 to 2016. And the entire time, everything's about... You know, Zach Galifianakis, one of the biggest comedians in the world, is doing a joke on stage with the word nigger in it. Sarah Silverman is talking about faggots and how, you know, she just, well, I just, Sarah Silverman joke. I just, some funny ass jokes too. I just watched uh, 300 and that's a scale of how gay it was from one to 10. Bunch of faggots or something. It's all about... You know, Zach Galifianakis, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's hate, it's fucking great. This is back when these people were all funny. Zach Galifianakis had a joke where it's about, he goes, here's my impression of a homophobe with a lisp. And he goes, okay, everybody, it's time to kill some faggots. Great. Great joke. There's no hate speech. We all know there's no hate speech. And then he had another joke, and he's like 45 doing these jokes. This is, he's like a grown man. And then he has another joke where he's like, uh, uh, I never, I, I, there's only one case where I say sand nigger and I'm ashamed, but I do use the word sand nigger. And it's only one time when I'm at the, when I'm at the beach and I say, get off the sand nigger, volleyball is a white man's sport. And so then 2016 happens and it's as if everyone's memory has been wiped, just you know, gone. And now everyone's like, oh, hey, hey, you can't make fun of anything like that ever again. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And the same people that are doing faggot, nigger, gook jokes, this is what makes me angry. Yeah, that's actually funny. Yeah, that's back when comedy was funny. It was, it was the gaslighting. 
that's what got me mad at these people. Where it's like, they're doing jokes about Jews and all this shit. It is a great joke. I refuse to change. When they're like, oh no, yeah, hey, wrong side of history, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no. And so I started watching this show because Michael Connell's fucking talented. Why won't you let me play with your Asian baby? If you want to deconstruct why that's so funny. He was actually on a very deep level making fun of Hollywood celebrities buying Asian babies as accessories. I want an Asian baby from Korea or Japan. I don't care where I get it. I just want it in my hand. And then he'd get real manic and then he'd go, why won't you let me play with your Asian baby? And they go, why won't you let me? And meanwhile, Ken Jeong is just like, and so I'm raised in this environment and then bang, memory wipe. That's hurt. And so I've always been rooting for Mike O'Connell because he didn't seem like a cunt to me. He always seemed like an artist, you know? And it reminded me of the old days when people were just fucking funny. And then it just became cancer. Like everyone just has to pretend that we weren't just doing something totally different. And that, that, that like we didn't, the Hollywood improv had refried Fridays for Mexican night, slanted Thursdays for uh, Asian night. Whereas a bunch of Asian comics, Asian audience, I used to be able to do every crowd. We had Mo Betta Mondays at the Hollywood improv where it was all niggers. Now Hollywood adopts black boys and makes them trans. Yeah, exactly. Mo Betta Mondays, they would have to have armed security because there would typically be a fight. I could do Mo Betta Mondays. I was one of the only white comics that could do Mo Betta Mondays. We had uh, like Faggot Tuesday. It was literally like that. It was like refried Fridays, slanty eye Thursdays. It was on the calendar. And I was the guy, and we all know that these jokes not only are not offensive, they're necessary when you're doing a ethnic crowd. If I don't make fun of Mexicans at an all Mexican refried Friday night, I would fail miserably. They all just pretended that it never happened. And the calendars all went to like empowerment Tuesdays. And I'm like, what in the fuck? So comedy has suffered tremendously since then. That's why when people try and send me comedy, I'm like, comedy's dead. I mean, it's not dead in our hearts, but it's like, Mainstream comedy has no legs. I watch them self-destruct. And if they want to now pretend that they didn't just do that, I'm not on board. I'm like, you guys are a bunch of fucking cowards. I watched you all gaslight the world. Just like a child molester would do when the girl they fucked becomes a slut and he calls her a slut. You did that to the world. You brought us up on all these Jew, chink, gook, nigger jokes and then the minute someone tells you to change, you change and you tell everyone else they're full of hate. And we both know you're lying. Okay? And so it's like, give Indians whiskey Saturdays. Yeah, but that's literally how, yeah. Jimmy Kimmel used to do the most raunchiest, crazy ass shit and now he pretends he's not. It's like, it's evil. So this show, uh, The Patriot, still has actual comedy. And it's not even like racial or anything. It's just like the characters are interesting. None of it's stolen from me. And some people wonder, they're like, why do you think everything's stolen from you? Because I was one of the only people that wouldn't go along with evil. 
So I was still creating. Back in the day, people didn't steal from me as much at all because everyone was funny. I am literally the funniest comedian right now. I mean, there might be some younger guys that uh, there's probably some people. I'm not the funniest guy, but the funniest guy known as a comedian being funny is me. If they did not do that in 2016, I that would not be me. I'm telling you guys, it was like everyone was funny. Like those fucking jokes I just told you are very funny, right? They all stopped. It's like they all agreed. It's like it was a sprint. Uh, it was like an Olympic sprinter team. And they all took a gun and shot themselves in the knees. And they're like, why do you have hate? And I wouldn't do that. Five years ago, you were the only one who joked about that stuff. Nobody did. I know. Now they're trying to get back into it and pretend that that never just happened. And now they're trying to act like, oh, and I'm like, no, no, I don't hate you, but I'm never forgetting what you did. Well, you guys all called me crazy and I lost my mind because I just kept being funny. You people gaslit the world, which is like a war crime. It's like saying there's three lights. Like there's four lights and you say you have to say there's three lights or you get electrocuted. That's pretty much what happened. You got socially electrocuted if you fucking, you know, wouldn't go along with the hell. And now everyone's pretending like Donald Trump is the face of that. Donald Trump encouraged lockdowns, pushed the vaccines, spent more money than anybody. He's a fucking lying, treacherous deceiver. And now these are the people are like, oh, really fighting political correctness. And I won't fucking, I will not, I will not go along with it. It's like COVID. We know what really went down. Yeah. And they're all just pretending nothing ever happened. Like it's like those dysfunctional families where the dad freaks out, breaks all kinds of shit and just no one, everyone acts like it's totally fine. Okay. And not me. No, fuck you. You know? All right. My buddy has an update for us. Um, okay. Hey legends, we have some magazine updates. <clears throat> all right, now I'll read the super chats and I'll get out of here. For, firstly, we have finished sending out, uh, all issue four orders. We are excited for you to get them and see them shared all over. Now for the bigger news, we have successfully released four magazines. Our scheduling and timeline was not perfect, but we did it. None of our team has ever produced a magazine before and our community backed us up strong to start an amazing community-centered magazine. Since the beginning, we have been aiming to get our prices down to $12 to $15 for a top-quality magazine. As you know, our magazine is beautiful and high-quality. However, it's still a bit pricey. We have tried to lower the price incrementally, but it's just not inspiring enough orders to get the price down sustainably. We have decided to change our magazine to a 50-page one instead of a 100-page so that we can lower it to $15. However, if the price change inspires an increase in orders, we will continue to lower the price and potentially even uh, reintroduce the 100-page magazine at the same price. We need two to three times the amount of orders to sustain uh, sustainable offer a 100-page magazine at $12 to $15, and just dropping the price is a big risk for us. We hope that with the changes, more people could acquire the magazine and help us get our 100 pages back at a better price point. This means that the first four magazines for the time being may be the only 100-page Bertari Times magazines out there 
for the foreseeable future, and we still have some in stock. Make sure you pick them up what's left and stay tuned for our next magazine release because we have even more news to share. Keep crushing at Bertari Times. That's bertaritimes.magazine, or is it magazine.bertaritimes? I think that's it if you want to buy one. Um, I see a lot of people actually drifting back into the mainstream. So although I'm enthusiastic and I'll keep doing what I'm doing, I see people just shitting their pants right now. I mean, the Jort Wars revealed a lot of strength, but it also showed me that people are fucking retarded. It's like, after everything we've been through, to see some of these people that literally, literally, they would name their kid after me. Because they're like, without you, I wouldn't have had a baby. I was like so scared and addicted to porn. Thanks, man. I named him Owen. I'm like, dang. And it's like, so you really don't think Jesus is the living God? And I'm like, oh my God, dude. They're like, the way, you, the way you treated Jim Bob's wife, I mean, you should be ashamed. I'm like, and then just to see that roll out, and then, then talk about gaslighting. You're talking about a group of quote-unquote Christians where their main, uh, their main attack point with me is making me a gay, fat porn guy. Like they do AI where I'm a naked, fat man covered in food, and then they sexualize me and call me fat. It's like, and, and so... These people are saying that that's Christianity, that Christianity is, you know, lying, deceiving, and just misrepresenting and sexualizing people all the time. It's like fucking crazy guys. Okay. So I had to, uh, I had to vent a little bit today. Thank you for the letters. Um, thank you for everybody who stuck around. It doesn't make any sense. I know, but it worked on you a bit, Crafty Grow Bear. You were getting stressed out. You were feeling it. Remember? No, it doesn't make any fucking sense. And that's, but we live in a world where social pressure is more powerful on people than the truth. They're always trying to see Big Bear's hammer. Super stressed. Yeah, yeah. It's, and I get it, dude. It's just like, sometimes I get stressed too, you know? I hold the line for a lot of people a lot of days. And I get it from every angle. And so just know that, that you're not alone in the stress. All right. Fafo Bear just gave me a lemon. Thank you. Beverly Bear. It feels awful when milking a doe with protective force, taking milk and the doe is kicking and knocking the bucket. Milking literally must be a plug duck and mastitis happens. You're a good man. I thank you, Beverly Bear. And thanks for getting some of our butter. Meant a lot to Amy. Uh, I got to go here. Uh, num Omar, number three, John Coffee Kofefe is also an adaptation of Joseph. Watch how the green mile starts with a piece of yellow shirt that indicates Joe Coff of aggression on girls. But the thing is, Joseph's story is just as messed up in Genesis as it is in the references. The true one is in the Quran. The best I have, no one wants. Hear me out. Thank you, Omar. Appreciate it. <clears throat> Beverly Bear, we're so grateful, so blessed, and so thankful for the value you provide in your words, energy, and modeling. So much beauty and the glimpses of your healthy, joyful family. It's the best encouragement. This is the best stream, a best rant. I want everyone I care about to hear it and become fruitful. Thank you, Beverly. Omar, yes, Jeff is a lost son of Israel, misguided by an ultrasonic Republican who is the only father figure in the story to pursue his right and vote harder. 
That's the opposite of Joseph and his father Jacob. Joseph refused to sleep with the big Lebowski Maud and chose prison. He came out a king. All he did was not abide. The dude does not abide. Thanks for the fire, BB. Keep crushing. Thanks, Louisiana Black Bear. And thanks for sticking around, even though you're one of the colored people. Bullshit Machinist Bear, thanks for the energy today. I'm sure I'm not the only one that benefits from it. Keep crushing. Thank you. I Bear, take this money I used to spend on pot. Thank God for all you do. Thank you, brother. Just watched the Shiva video. That was great. Thanks, Crazy Dolphin. COVID-5G says, Sherlock, Boat Shoes, 9-11 says, How gay is Toyota Tundra ownership? Yeah, you don't have to pay that away. That's fine. Star Trek equals roller space. Yep, on fire. Thank you. Fat man jumping. I heard the original defamation of hate was to make secondary, not emotional or cruel. Um, I don't know what that means. Great stream. Keep crushing. Thank you. And I have to go. If you want to support the stream, uh, P.O. Box 490 Sandpoint, Idaho 83864. Uh, you can go to OwenBenjamin.com slash payaway to see any way you can try to support us digitally. Uh, as always, subscribe to unauthorized.tv. You can uh, donate to the Bertaria Ozarks land at uh, bertariacampgrounds.com or get a ticket for the festival, which everyone's very excited about, at bertariatimes.events. That's it for me today. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Be fruitful, multiply. Don't be fruity and boil, guy.